All right, boys, uh, we're going to talk some Packers coming up here. But first, it's something that uh, we all wanted to kind of gripe about, which, you know, to 2020 to 2021, a lot of griping. You figured Major League Baseball would have figured it out by now. Major League Baseball, um, well, I should say this, the Cactus League, excuse me, has now asked Major League Baseball to delay the start of spring training. Boys, when you hear that, um, what do you think just off the top of your head? Don't is, understand it. Is Major League Baseball going to cater to the Cactus League and say, okay, yeah, you're right? Or are they going to like put their feet you know, down, foot down and say, no, 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 we're starting on time? And why? Yeah, why? You're allowing hockey NHL games and, is, and they basketball have fans. with fans. So it says, here we go again. Major League Baseball owners, players at odds of when the season is going to start. The Cactus League executives already saying that, hey, we need to delay the start. Uh, after sending a letter to Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred suggesting to delay the start to allow for the COVID-19 situation to improve here, the Cactus League Executive Director Bridget Binsbacher Von Hammersmark? told ESPN that the 10 Phoenix area facilities that host teams will be ready to open if the games do start as scheduled. So that's a good sign. Quote, if it is determined that spring training is going to start on February 27th, we're prepared for that. Our focus is having... A safe, secure experience for all involved. We believe we can do that on the 27th, and we believe that we can do that a month from now. You know, so the 27th. But also, there is a letter out there saying that they want to delay the start of the Cactus League because of, and what what county was it again, Rowdy? Maricopa County. Maricopa County, there you go. Maricopa County does have a elevated COVID-19, I don't know, a positive rate, I guess. So they want to delay it. And didn't didn't the didn't the players association already come out to say that they wanted all their players vaccinated before they even started yeah, the season, that, before they go to the cactus league and yep. and the grapefruit league? Yeah. Did they Major, not learn? Major League Baseball will find a way to push this season back and just piss more fans off. Like just talking about this now is already pissing me off. <laughs> I'm I'm agitated when I saw it yesterday. How can you play NBA and NHL games and have? Fans in NHL games. I saw but fans yet, at Lambeau. I saw fans going to be the Super Bowl. But yet now, well, but they're not canceling events at Lambeau. True. They're, I mean, they're trying to say delay spring training by a month because we're allowing fans in at hockey games. I don't understand delaying it by a month. Like, what's the why? Nothing. They, they flat out said we can do it. We yeah, have, I mean, the person just said we can do it. We have the capability to do this safely and everything. Rowdy. I mean, did it really matter when they delayed it the first time? Yes. When it would have been, what, late May versus when they started in late July? Did anything change in that time period? Well, okay, so I kind of get it, but the NBA laid a blueprint last year, right? The NBA is like, all right, here's how we're going to combat it, and here's how we're going to you know, go about having our games. Major League Baseball sat around and were like, well, we're going to argue about literally everything under the sun and not have a season. Oh, actually, we're going to have 60 games. I mean, it it has proven so far the NBA needs a bubble. Yep, because, I mean, the Wizards had, what, six, seven games canceled in a row, and now yeah. they're finally back? I mean, honestly, and like you can say, uh, look at Major League Baseball, but really, two teams had games canceled. That was it. Here, you've already had multiple teams have multiple guys who have been seen out without a mask, going doing and stuff, and then coming back and finding out they have COVID. The NBA needed the bubble. Yeah. If they didn't have it, 
that season once. Major League finished. Baseball knew that they had people with COVID-19, i.e. Justin Turner in the World Series, yeah. and let him back on the field. First he was on the field. Then they found out he was positive in the seventh inning. They don't care. And then they put him back on the field to celebrate without a mask. But they care when it when money's on the line. Well, the money's on the line, and here they are saying they're going to delay the, the delay the start of the Cactus League. What do I feel like I'm taking crazy pills? Well, that's the Cactus League saying that's, yeah, so now, they want to delay, yep. even is though the, they can start on time. Is the Grapefruit League going to start on time? Yeah, obviously. It's right here. So now, so now all of a sudden, if you're positioned in Arizona versus Florida, you're going to be behind the eight ball. Yeah. Yes. Now, I don't get how one will say, we'll say that the Grapefruit League starts on time. How can you all of a sudden be three weeks behind? You you won't even hardly have a spring training. Yeah, you can't be. Yeah. Like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, the part that boggles the mind is that their Cactus League executive director says that they can be ready for the 27th. And that's after they send a letter out saying that they want to delay the start of the season because of a high COVID-19 positive rate in that county. And can, like, can someone explain it to me? In Maricopa County, they have a high COVID infection rate, they say. Okay, well, last time I checked, in the that Green community... The Packers had a high rate for COVID in Green Bay, and they continue to play every single Sunday. And guess what? They hardly had any COVID positive tests. Yeah. Most of their COVID positive tests were guys they, they, they signed off the street. Yeah, and let me go on a limit. Do you think any Milwaukee Brewers right now are living in the Maricopa County? Do you think they're living in no, Maricopa County right now? No, but even when right they now? get to Maricopa, they're going to have like their own condos. Yeah. They're going to have their yeah. own places to stay. And they're not going to have fans there. No, there's they wouldn't have any fans there. No. Or if they did, it'd be marginal at best. Yeah. I mean, okay. So Maricopa County's got a high COVID-19 and sorry, rate. Okay. But you said you've been to Maricopa County. What is it? It's baseball stadiums, it's some hotels. It's nothing. And then it's like a lot of uh pawn shops in, and in Maryville, in Maryville, there's you got the Brewers spring training facilities. A bunch of desert, and then you got like there's like a cash advance store, a rim shop, a liquor store, and then another rim store. So where are they gonna go? It, literally in Maryville, there's like nothing to do besides plus, play baseball. Plus, you're doing baseball. I've been there many times. You're doing baseball activities pretty much all day. All right, we'll keep. We'll keep. Like basically for me, <laughs> it's just Rob Manfred doesn't have the balls to actually say we're going to do this or we're not going to do this. It's pretty bad. And MLB in it's very itself just doesn't seem like they want to do this. And to be completely honest, Rob Manfred, Major League Baseball in general, and Maricopa County just get bent. Like <laughs> get bent. Yes. Move everyone to yes, Florida. Rowdy, get bent. Move them all to Florida. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Tommy. Hey, Tommy. What's up, brother? The balls he's got have red stitching on them. Uh, <laughs> got him. Got him. There you go. They're also rubbed with clay. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on hey, today, uh, Tommy? I just want to mention that in terms of last year's baseball, the reason it took so long for them to figure it out is that the players decided they wanted to get 100% of their pay for paying, playing some percentage of their game. Exactly. At a time when a lot of people were hungry and wishing that they had an apartment. Well, Tom, like they were saying it was under the guise of health and safety, right? Well, it turns out Blake Snell's the one that blew the – well, we already knew it, but then Blake Snell blew the lid off of it, saying, like, well, I'll play for 100% of my salary, not 30%. Yeah, so the, the whole thing was absurd and, and really disgusting to fans that actually work for a living. That's the worst thing, Tom, is the fans continue to get just, just you know, spit on. Yeah, I want to go back to the conspiracy of the game uh, on the weekend, and this is just the last time I'm even going to think about it. But I forgot to mention yesterday, in that last play where the flag was thrown, 
um, against our defender, who deserved it, you know, if you're going to call the rules yeah, the way yeah, they are. Yeah. They showed a shot from behind uh, Brady from, like, that camera that hangs in the yep. air. It was right up close. And the guy, might have been his tackle, was holding the hell out of our guy rushing around in a circle. Yeah, was that Gary? He holding him. Yeah, he's holding Rashawn Gary. knocked the pass down. But even if he said just call the, the penalty, it would have been offsetting penalties. Yep. So it was like, besides all the other calls we saw that were blown on the very same play, they didn't call. Tom, both that's sides. the thing that bugs me the most is you called the game like evenly the entire time for both teams. Right. And then finally, with Tom Brady, game on the line, you throw the flag, which was the right call, don't get me wrong. But why didn't you call all the other ones then during the game? But even on the same play. So it just yeah. shows that the one guy threw a flag at one end of the field, but the guy at the other end of the field didn't get the memo that we're calling the calling penalties this time. Tom, so, I always say never underestimate the NFL's ability to prop up Tom Brady in big-game well, situations. So that's why it's a conspiracy. It's, it's absolutely, they wanted him to win. And all I mentioned, earlier in the week, I mentioned that all the, the buzz was about him. Yeah. And then even the, you know, Troy Aikman is just a pain in the ass to listen to, but <laughs> all the way through, every time they did something good, they're like, yeah. <laughs> Tom, have you uh, recovered from the loss? Uh, this is my last thing I'm going to think about it. <laughs> okay, okay, buddy. Well, Tommy, nice hearing from you, man. Yeah, I'm going to go rub some clay on my balls. <laughs> Have fun. See you, man. Put a little water on him. He'll feel better. Getting right. ready for baseball. Season. Yeah, he's getting ready for baseball season. I'm just, I'm just, I will talk more about Major League Baseball coming up here, or I guess the Cactus League specifically. You had, you had, you had a year almost to do something. You had more than a year. Well, I mean, like that says, they're ready. Yeah, the, 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 the. Oh. Well, okay, at least... So I can't even talk, I'm so stuttering. At least the they're, organizers they're, of the Cactus League... The executive director of the Cactus League... Are saying it's about... I mean, the Cactus League should want the money. They should be saying, yeah, we're wide open. The fact they're doing this means they are actually doing it for the safety because of the the up in cases in Maricopa County. My mind. Otherwise, blown. they'd be flat out saying, oh yeah, there's nothing here. Let's go all the way up to lacrosse here. Our guy, Grant Bills, from the Wisco Sports Show, WKTY, our sister station in LAX. Grant, how's the snow up there, my brother? We have a nice dusting. I didn't know we were getting snow last night. And, Evo, I want to – can you please use your platform? I, I want a movement to start where snow plows in the early morning, they don't have to have their, their reverse beeper on. So, like, if they're backing up, like, they don't have to beep. Like, no one at 5 a.m. is going to be, you know, rear-ended by a plow. Like, can we please turn the beepers off? I was up way too early this morning because our parking lot was getting plowed. Grant, here's the thing. And it was just beep, 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 beep. We don't need that. Here's the thing. I never feel bad for anyone that says they were up too early or they're up at 5 a.m. or this or that. I have I don't I I do not have one iota in my body that feels bad for you right now, Grant. In fact, if it snows again in lacrosse, I'm going to tell all the other plow drivers to go outside of your house and all back up at the same time. That way they can make it very loud beeping for you. You should be, you should be getting up into the gym, soldier. You know, I'm going to go for a run the second we're done talking. I'm not going to be lifting weights, but I'm going to go for a run. I just just because you get up at 4 a.m. doesn't mean everyone else has to be miserable. Man, I don't. I don't. You complain. don't need to have that attitude. I don't complain about it, Grant, because I know there's someone else getting up earlier than me. How about that? Right. There's always a bigger fish. Type <laughs> of logic. All right, Grant. Yeah. I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I'm at uh, your Twitter account at Wisco Grant. 
And, you know, it's like to me, it's like Charlie from It's Always Sunny or maybe, you know, uh, Russell Crowe from A Beautiful Mind where they're scribbling on, like, you know, the whiteboard and they look like they're a crazy madman, right, or on the windows mm-hmm. and stuff. And said, do you have a whiteboard, though? And you're comparing and contrasting the 2014 NFC Championship game to the 2021, which we just saw on Sunday, NFC Championship game. This is your writing, correct? Yes. Yep, this is your music. project of mine. Yeah, a little project of mine yesterday. All right, so you give in 2014 Clinton Dix, haha, Clinton Dix. Says alligator arms for the two point conversion blunder and the new Ecumenia St. Brown drop for the two point yep. conversion blunder. I agree with you on that. Like, you want to say anything about that? Like, Ecumenia St. Brown? Like, anything it's you want to opine away on? I mean, it's just the little things. Like, why is this team always garbage at the little things? Like, they can't cover a kickoff well. They can't convert or defend ever a two point conversion. Like, it's always the little things. It's so frustrating. All right, Grant. Next one, you have the Morgan Burnett interception and slide when, you know, Julius Peppers told him to slide in 2014 against the Seattle Seahawks, which, yeah. yikes, for the inconsequential, uh, what was it, in, inconsequential turnover. And then you have Jair yeah. Alexander's two interceptions in the second half. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe it would have been nice if the Packers could have got one of those turnovers on the five-yard line like Brady did, Okay, that's not how the game went. So, so the, the yeah. bruh moment, like the oh-no moment, the onside kick, mm-hmm. obviously, in 2014 with Brandon Bostic, and then this one pains me, the deep touchdown you know, from Tom Brady with six seconds left. That, that sucked before the halftime. That was terrible. I, mean, I don't think we need to discuss that because it's terrible. Uh, the that's ball, not forgettable. The that's ball taken out of Rodgers' hands was losing in sudden death overtime against the Seahawks. That's terrible. And then LaFleur mm-hmm. kicks the field goal. Or decides yep. to kick the field goal. Excuse me, he didn't kick it, but okay. Made the decision. Yes, I got you. So before I asked you on your last thing here, Lafleur's decision to kick the field goal, uh, giant wussy on Lafleur, or you agree with the decision? Um, neither. It's it's a bad situation, right? Like it's one of those instances where there's not really a best choice. There's just a couple of couple of tough choices. Like Lafleur, Lafleur had to make a bet. He either had to bet that his defense could get a stop. Or bet that Aaron Rodgers could score on fourth down and then get the two point conversion. Man, can neither one is guys. great. Yeah, neither one is great. But I would have preferred to bet on the MVP and not Mike Pettin, who forgot what a prevent defense is. The one time this year he actually should have ran a prevent defense. Okay, I, agree, I would have I would preferred to bet on Aaron Rodgers. I would have bet on Aaron Rodgers too. And here's the thing that uh, makes me scratch my head, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports yeah. Show, four to six tonight of the zone. Well done. 20, 2014 NFC Championship game. <clears throat> Good cornerback turns into a pumpkin. You list Tremont Williams. Okay, okay, I can agree with that. And then, something I don't think we've ever said besides maybe his rookie year. You call Kevin King a good cornerback? Grant Bills, explain why Kevin King's a good cornerback. Kevin King is a good cornerback. He's long, he's fast, he has good ball skills. He just He's just prone to a stinker game, right? And we've known that the last couple of years. He's had great moments here and there. He had an interception against the Cowboys and the Vikings last year. Those were two wins that... Maybe don't happen without Kevin King interceptions. Like, he has great moments, but he has bad moments, too. I didn't expect him to have a bad moment for an entire game in the NFC Championship game. That was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, he had a terrible game. But to act like he's this garbage, terrible corner, like, Packers fans, we wanted to re-sign him until this weekend, right? We were hoping he's going to be a free agent, hoping he could come back. What you don't you, just what let, crack are you, you smoking? You don't let a starting cornerback just walk for nothing. That's what, what? the Vikings did, and their defense is garbage. Like, you just don't let people like that go. He's a, he's a good corner. Great. He's not great. What is in the water? Do you have extra fluoride in the water up in the cross? Are you guys, like, dumbed down up there? Do you want to go back to, to having Demarius Randall and Ladarius Gunter as your outside corners? Like, Grant, you can do known, a lot worse than Kevin King. We've known Kevin King has been garbage for, like, two and a half years now. 
Oh, garbage. That's so disrespectful. Grant, like, how many times – do you honestly think the Packers should have re-signed Kevin King before that game on Sunday? I think they were thinking about it, yeah. Oh Ab- yeah, God. absolutely. Grant, let me depends – on, Depends on how much it was going to cost and stuff, but yeah, absolutely. Grant, let me drop this little knowledge on you. All right, a, a, per- a perfect quarterback rating in the NFL is 158.3. Mm-hmm. When Tom Brady was targeting you know, the Packers defense cornerbacks in this game, uh, Tom Brady's quarterback rating when targeting a Jair Alexander was 3.3. That's yeah. that's really good for Jair. When targeting Shandon Sullivan, Tom Brady's quarterback rating was 71.7. Again, I tell you, a perfect quarterback rating is 158.3. Kevin King gave Tom Brady a 140.5 quarterback rating when targeted. Yeah. Yeah, he had, a ba- he had a terrible game. He had a really bad game. Probably his worst game as a pro at the worst time. And is the last season of his contract year. So that stinks for Kevin King. Like, that's going to cost him a lot of money. Yes. But, like, this idea that he's been garbage for three years and the Packers can't wait to get him out of town, like, I, I don't think that's the situation at all. Grant, do you think Kevin King was available his entire career to play games? Um, No, but the last two years he has been. Rowdy, what right? was like Kevin King? What's Kevin King's availability when starting games? Yeah, it's roughly fifty percent going into this year. Man, he's never there, dude. Well, he's been—he's just finishing his rookie deal. Like, look, I'm not <laughs> saying that Kevin King is a Pro Bowler here. I'm saying he's better than a, a lot of corners. Like, you could do a lot worse. Like, the, the Vikings are the example. I always go back to you. They let Trey Waynes go because he was fine, not great. They let Mackenzie Alexander go and Xavier Rhodes go, and they're like, okay, we can do better. And the Packers might let Kevin King go, and they might be able to do better, but they can certainly do a lot worse, too. All right, Grant. So this idea that like he's the worst thing in the world, I just, I know. All right, Grant. You a bad game. Grant, I'm not coming after you today, man, so I'm just, I was just kind of testing yeah, you a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I, I told everyone I was going to test you on your, on your whiteboard today. I mean, the one thing with those corners and Kevin King, they've been available yeah. a lot more than Kevin King has. Grant, I just wanted to test you today. That's all it is, brother. It's nothing but love yeah. over here. Yeah, I know, I know. I this is better than some boring conversation. Like I, I need to wait. Have up we ever had a boring conversation, stuff. Grant Bills? Have I? Have we? You and I. Oh no, we have not. Nope. I mean, last time. I mean, a couple months ago, you were talking about you were like uh, coming after my grandma's uh, pie. It was very disturbing, dude. <laughs> well, last week you came after my Twitter video because you thought I was doing illegal drugs on social media. Oh, yeah. I think you were, too, by the way. All right, Grant. So I'm looking at yeah. your Twitter account, at Wisco Grant. No, you're just smoking what? It was, a, was, it a, was it a black and mild? What, black you and mild. Yes. Okay, I love it. Back Grant. when we could, back when the Packers were winning and we had something to celebrate. All right, I'm gonna instead of coming at you, I'm gonna let you. We're gonna end this on a positive note here. I'm gonna let you do your thing and tell everyone how you are. You know, I'm looking at Twitter right now and it says, "Yesterday you said I really hate being the hero on days like today, but it's a responsibility I accept." With a funny that hilarious smoking uh, picture of um, of friggin' Ben Affleck. So Grant, how are you the hero? How are you the hero yesterday for Wisconsin sports? Uh, well, I don't think I. It's more a joke. I, I, know, like I know, but give, give me some you positivity. Know, um, I, I think it's good after a really traumatic game like that to sit down and to talk about it. Um, I, I know this is something that people do with relationships, but I don't remember what the word is where you break up and then you come back together and you talk about it. Yeah. Like you do a little bit of a breakdown or, or you get some closure. So I think yesterday's show is good for that to really talk about the LaFleur decision, you know, why it's bad, why it's good to talk about Mike Patton, the good and the bad. I mean, the defense did a lot of good on Sunday. They just, they couldn't get out of their own way in the most important spot. So that's an interesting conversation. You know, we can talk about offseason direction a little bit. I think they need more wide receivers um, to help out their offensive line. Their offensive line had a bad game. But I think, you know, the Chiefs' offensive line isn't great. They're missing three starters. But yet Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey can get open right away. So it doesn't matter as much, right? Tom Brady's offensive line is pretty good. It's not amazing. It's pretty good. 
but he has Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown who can get open right away. So I think as much as it stings, as much as I hate to just talk about the offseason and what the Packers need, I think they do need more weapons. Yeah, I I think they need more weapons. We also talked yesterday about the Packers beat a little bit and how I thought some of the Packers beat reporters used a a pretty distraught Aaron Rodgers in a tough situation after that game to to really throw up some controversy. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Ebo. Rodgers has three years left on his deal. He just won an MVP, and they were a couple of plays away from the Super Bowl. And yet the narrative the night of and the day after is Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. He's going to retire. He's angry. Where did that narrative come from? <laughs> right? It didn't come from Aaron Rodgers. But did you listen couple, to that presser? Did you listen to that presser? It sounded like a guy who was done with football. It, he sounded like a guy who's distraught because he just lost the biggest game of his career, and he knows that that's probably going to be his last chance to get to a Super Bowl in Green Bay, the team that he loves but won't love him back. Right, like I would be distraught too. What love a couple, love back. <laughs> a couple member, a couple members of the Packers beat. Who hurts you, Grant? Had Bills? to spin that into, you know, Aaron Rodgers wants to leave, and the Packers are the worst. And I don't know, that rubbed me the wrong way too. So we talked about that yesterday. It was, it was kind of a an emotional show. It was, yesterday. it was very emotional. I'm still, Grant. I would call it displaced anger from me today. I didn't mean to come at you as hard as I did, you know, but you defended yourself very well. And uh, displaced anger. I'm still upset over it. Have you uh, gotten over the game yet uh, that happened on Sunday? You know what's funny is I think I was most mad last night right when my show was done. Oh, dude, that's how Nelson and I were yesterday. I I thought I'd come to terms with it uh, Sunday. And then after the show yesterday at 10.01, I was, like, pissed again. Well, yeah, I think on Sunday I was watching with a couple coworkers, and we had a great time, even though the Packers lost. And I'm like, it's sports. I'm not going to let this ruin my day. Yeah, and I'm going to yeah. go. I'm going to watch the late game. And then, you know, I dug into it for two hours on my show. And then when the show was done, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, everyone should be apologizing to Rodgers right now. How do you give up a touchdown with six seconds left in the first half? I noticed like, you didn't I give any. Uh, I noticed you didn't give any um, discredit to Aaron Rodgers in that loss. I mean, no, not really. I thought he played really, really well. I thought that was his best NFC championship game. I liked what I saw from him on the sideline. He was, you know, talking to his teammates and he was engaged and he wasn't just sitting on the bench. Like, I I thought Aaron Rodgers played like a beast. Yeah. Um, And sure, he wasn't perfect. Like, oh, they punted twice. Okay, Tom Brady should have had four picks. No one talks about that because he got the the ball on the five-yard line. Like, I don't know. It's so disheartening because I think Aaron Rodgers played his best conference championship game on Sunday. And everybody's going to hold this against him when I think so many things went wrong in this game. And you, you saw it in Rodgers' eyes after the game when he shook Tom Brady's hand at midfield. Like, like Rodgers had to be like, oh, if so you get to go on another one of these, huh? Must be nice. I'm waiting to get one, <laughs> one break in one of these title games is now a fourth-string tight end has kept me out. Yeah. And a defensive coordinator who doesn't know what zone coverage has kept me out. Like, Rodgers has to be so frustrated. See, Grant, see, I, I fired you up this morning, Grant. I fired you up, Bills. We got, unfortunately, we got the break coming up here. We got to hit this break, Grant. Yeah. But save that energy. Save that fire when we're listening to you tonight on the Wisco Sports Show from 4 to 6, my brother. And thanks, thanks for playing along with me today, dude. Thanks for keeping me on my game. I need some pushback every once in a while. All right, see you, Grant. We'll check you tonight, brother. See ya. See you, man. Our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Good morning, Zach. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. Um, all right. So, Zach had the Twitter poll out today. You know, hardest NFC championship loss with an Aaron Rodgers-led team. Obviously, uh, what's winning right now in the Twitter poll, which I saw you retweet. Thank you for that. Is the Seattle Seahawks game, 2014-15 season. Then there's the Falcons, the Niners, and then what happened on Sunday. What would be the hardest um, if you're just a fan that you are uh, just a guy being Zach for Zach Heilprin? 
It's the hardest for you. That 14 game was won. The game was done. And they still managed to lose it. There's, <laughs> there will never be I, – I, that has to be – I mean, obviously the Super Bowl loss, but that has to be the most gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, horrible loss. Were you booking hotel rooms Packers at halftime like I was or trying to? In Packers history. Um, so, sorry well, I was going to cover it. I was going to cover it. Oh, so, so you say in the media hotel. I, yeah, so it wouldn't have been a situation where I was really worried about that. But um, it was, yeah, I mean, it was it's unbelievable. And yet, at the time that it was sitting there, I think a lot of people, maybe it's not a lot of people, it was just pessimists and the people that look at negative things, uh, things negatively all the time. But I was like, they're gonna, they're somehow gonna screw this up. <laughs> like right, like right down to the last, like even you know. Yeah, it was. It was somehow they're going to screw this up, and uh, yeah. there were a lot of there were a lot of similarities between I think, you know, six years ago or seven years ago, and or no, six years ago, and um, and on Sunday, settling for field goals and just a lot of stuff that uh, they hadn't done all year. Yeah, um, I mean, I voted for the Seattle one obviously because you know it's like I think Pro Football Focus had it at a ninety nine point nine eight percent chance of the Packers winning that game after the after. The, Burnett interception problem. Yeah, when Julius Peppers sold him the slide. Man. All right. And then Sunday's matchup, I think, is the second worst one. I, yeah. I, I mean, I throw the Brett Favre one up there against the Giants, but if we're just talking Aaron Rodgers-led teams, then yeah, mm-hmm. it's got to be – because it's at home, right? You know, right. Rodgers has been waiting for that all his whole career. It's at home, and you're the MVP. And Matt LaFleur – I mean, what did you think of Matt LaFleur deciding to kick the field goal? I thought it was a bad decision. Yeah. You, have to, you have to score a touchdown no matter what. Now you're uh, you're eight yards away from that. Uh, you don't know when you would get the ball back, if you were going to even get the ball back. And the biggest thing is you're giving the ball back to Tom Brady. Why would you think that you're going to get the ball back? Right. Like, yeah, they had picked him off three times, right? But that was after they had moved the ball down the field pretty easily. So I, I just, yeah, that was a horrible decision. And yet it still almost worked out. Had that flag not been thrown, God. had Kevin King just not even touched the guy, I mean, the ball probably sails over his head. Like do they these, have do they have ref pools after that where you can ask some questions? I, I they well here's the thing like, like in the playoffs that's some that's something that would have been done um, like the pool reporter would go into the officials locker room and, and talk to them yeah can't do that this year so you don't so, you can't even ask the refs questions after the game like you used to be able to I don't I I do not know that for sure but I know how it used to work like the you'd have a pool reporter who would go in and talk to them like face to face and have a conversation. And I don't, I don't think there's any setup for that in particular. Like, let's be fair about it. it the call was right. Yeah, it was you know, right. It was, it was, it was the right call. So I don't know. But the fact but that they the never question, called the that call would, at all before, yeah, the that's the you would part. Ask is, the question is you would ask is why is that call now made when you were making the same call all game? Like yeah. that, that yeah. to me would be the, the biggest question, but uh, the call itself was, was the right one. It's just, the consistency, lack of, just ugh, yeah. yikes. Big time oof. Oof-da. Zach, another oof-da. After the, sh- or the show, after the game, yeah. Rodgers at the podium. Now, mm. you're, I mean, you're a reporter. You're in there watching it. You're in there, you know, getting sound, you know, asking questions, et cetera. What did you think of Aaron Rodgers' demeanor and what it meant for him coming back to the Packers next as year? I was, yeah, as I was listening to it, it felt like him saying – it felt very much like he was holding his last press conference with the Packers. Like, and it, 
and that was before anybody else said anything. Like, I'm, I'm, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, gosh, this sounds like <laughs> he's done. Like, he doesn't, isn't going to be in Green Bay anymore, or like he's just done altogether. Like, I need to get away and clear my head. That, that's the type of stuff that Brett Favre would say. Uh, you know, it's just, you know what I mean? Like he, every, after every off season, it was just that kind of thing. But, um, that was, that was kind of what was going through my mind. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's not great, right? It's, it's not, it's, no. it's not great to hear him talking like that. It's not great because it puts a lot of, uh, it, it turns what should have been all the focus on the game, right? And, and you know, what happened there into now, a complete offseason of what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be the quarterback? Is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? Is Aaron Rodgers going to ask to be traded? Is he going to be asked to be cut? Like all these different things that probably were not in play before the game uh, are all of a sudden in play. Now, when you go back and listen to his his uh, season-long uh, press conferences and you, you hear some of the stuff that he was saying, maybe we shouldn't have been as uh, taken aback by what we, he was saying, but it still caught people off guard. and, and obviously Well, he's, even before the game, it was a couple of days before the game, he says his future is a beautiful mystery. What the F does that right. mean? Yeah, well, I mean, because he doesn't, he doesn't know what the, what the franchise, I assume this is because he has not been talked to by the, by the Packers front office about what their plan is, and I don't necessarily think they need to, but uh, he apparently does, and that is going to be something that probably needs to happen ASAP. Now, Mark right. Murphy came out and said last night that, we're not idiots. Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. He's our leader. Um, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they can say that all they want, but Aaron Rodgers got to be the one that guys uh, that's you know at the end of the day says, "Yeah, I am your guy." You know. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, Zach, I let me ask you. All right, Zach Halpern, a sports director, joining us right now. Zach, well, I know Michael Wilbon is a, not the end all be all. He's not, he's a Bears fan. Like I know he does a lot of stuff for clicks and people to watch him. I get it. Like I understand it. But when he says Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay, what is I mean? That's one big big name in you know sports media saying that. What what does that say to you? Michael Wilbon doesn't cover sports anymore. He opines on it just endlessly. That's that's what he, like he's not he's not there every day talking to people. But the people that are certainly think this is a very very serious like concern for the Packers. The people that are there on a daily basis, people that have connections with him and that, that are on a personal basis with him, yeah. clearly clearly uh, believe there's something to this. Now, Pro Football Talk is reporting that he wants a new contract. I don't because it would essentially mean... Doesn't Pro you know, Football Talk they, always troll Aaron Rodgers anyways? Doesn't, doesn't he, he, isn't he a Rodgers hater, Florio? He, he does, but this time he's actually quoting a source. Oh, okay. So, oh, that's rare uh, for him. This is, this is not, yes, this is not just him um, saying it in his own mind. This is him saying a source is telling him that Rodgers wants a new contract. Now, now is that with Green Bay? I would, yes, of course, yeah, yeah. And are, wants, are we sure wants, this is a source and not rumors? Yes, when it when it says source on the on the headline, <laughs> Nelson, that means that means there's a source, not a rumor. Um, but you know, I per, you know I don't envision them giving him a new contract. I don't. I understand what the reason behind it is. It's to show them to show him or you know, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to commit to each other for, for more than just one more season, because after this one more season, his current contract would certainly make it likely that he could uh, potentially be traded or be cut. Yeah. Um, that to me, that right now I don't think is, is, is anywhere uh, possible. 
okay. money wise if the Packers want any kind of if the Packers want to compete next year that's not going to be the right thing to do yeah uh, Zach I want to talk Wisconsin Badger basketball with you coming up here real second and an update on uh, something that Nelson chiseled late Sunday night that I got to get your take on but before that uh, Aaron Rodgers and legacy we were talking about that in your office yesterday and could you just could you like Aaron Rodgers and legacy could you ever see Aaron Rodgers forcing the Packers hand and saying yo I want out or was he, he cared too much of his legacy here for the green and gold? If he wants to ruin his legacy in Green Bay, he can do that. Like if he if he wants to be if he wants to pull that move, he's more than welcome to. Now there are some that will be on his side. Um, we saw this what twelve years ago, Red and or thirteen years ago, and people were on his side. But this is different. Like. Brett Favre was well. Beloved. Brett Favre. People hated Brett Favre for a while, but then you know, time heals all wounds, right? Brett Favre is now it beloved does. again. It, it took, it took seven years, um, but Brett Favre was loved throughout his career. Like, who hated Brett Favre when he was before before two thousand eight? Like who, opposing who teams, him? the Chicago Bears. Right. Yes. Like he didn't. He he was loved by almost everybody in the Packers fan base. People they that hated him. fun they wanted, to, wanted to get a beer with him. You know what I mean? Like that. He was. They loved who he was as a person. He was just one of us. Like, that was the whole BS. Uh, hey, it's not BS, here. man. I have a, I've had a beer with Brett Favre. I'd love to. Yeah, right? I don't think Aaron Rodgers has that same love among fans. Like, I think there are a lot of fans that love him. Well, do you, go, do you want a shot of wheatgrass, or do you want to have a beer with Brett Favre? Would go to the mat for him, and, and there would be a lot of upset people and people that would side with him and, and uh, turn into being whatever fan of whatever team he goes to. There's plenty of that, probably, too, but it's not on the same level. And if he wants to, it would ruin, absolutely, his legacy. And he's talked about how important his legacy is to him. That's so true. To do that would be out of, uh, not, not out of character, but it would be fly in the face of everything he said for the last five or six years, trying to say that he wanted to end his career in Green Bay, his legacy is important to him, all that BS. <laughs> um, you know, it's, so, it's important. So, I mean... You would lean Rogers stays in Green Bay. I would. Yeah, so but would I. Again, who knows? <laughs> Only Rogers knows right now. All right, Zach. Like, that, yeah, I would have never imagined the Brett Favre situation playing out the way it did either. But, <laughs> I cried too many times over that man. All right, tears of joy and tears of sadness, Zach. Zach Halprin, our sports director, who I always cry tears of joy for. Zach, I got to bring Rowdy in here. We'll talk a little Wisconsin uh, Badger basketball. There is a new edition of Mount Notice after nine months of just sitting there collecting, you know, snow and in the elements of the weather. Rowdy got up there Sunday night and rechiseled it. Nelly, uh, on there is Sean Menenga, Packers special teams. There is Mike Pettin, right? The Packers yep, D, coordinator. D coordinator. There's Christian Yelich of his season last year to do a little better, but there's one specifically we want to ask you about. And Rowdy, can you ask, you wanted to ask Zach Yeah, this the third one on there is Nate, Nate Reavers. And, uh, you know, there is some precedent for the UW basketball team to graduate from Mount Notice and to perform quite well. Do you see Nate Reavers being a graduate? Because <laughs> uh, Greg Gard was the first one on there, I think. And he, he, was, he was the – he practically – he did start Mount Notice. And then Rashawn Gary also was graduated yeah, off him too. Rashawn Gary pretty much held the torch for most of the rest of the Can time. Can Reavers be the third? Yes. <laughs> Uh, you sound like Lafleur yeah. answering questions about Rogers. Uh, you don't sound too sure, Zach. Uh, there's no tears in my eyes, though, Nelson. So, um, <laughs> the yes, I, I look. He had a nice bounce back game against Ohio State. They didn't win, but uh, 11 points, a couple, you know, three rebounds. Like he was, he was. That was a nice game. That was a good start after 
what was uh, a really, really poor three-game stretch. Uh, but it's going to come off the bench, I think. I think it's he, that's that's kind of where he's going to be. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter how long, you know, how, if he comes off the bench or not. It's really who's on the floor at the end of the game. But I would uh, imagine, I think he has a chance to get off Mount Notice. So if you're going to hold him to the same strict standard that you did with Rashawn Gary when he was he was uh, blowing people up and, and having a dominant season, then maybe not. But um, And yet... Yeah, I mean, I, I, yes, I think he can graduate. I mean, you just hate to see a guy that stays on the bench due to matchups, which now it seems to be quite a few matchups well, in a row here. Well, no, it's it's uh, it's matchups, but it's also because he didn't. Um, I mean, they, they're not going to start two bigs because there's a lot of teams that don't have two bigs on the floor at the same time. And right now, Michael Potter's liability defensively, so yeah. you can't really can't play them together. So, Zach, what so, happens? Yeah, uh, is, Against Maryland, revenge. Revenge is a dish best served cold. To quote Khan from Star Trek's Wrath of Khan, does Wisconsin get revenge tomorrow in Maryland? I'm not a huge uh, believer in Star their Trek? defense right now. Oh, their defense. Yeah. Uh, well, Star Trek. I like Star Trek. The movies. Eh, the show. Star Wars is better. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I do think. I, I like. I do think uh, they're, they're going to. I think they're going to play better defensively, but. After what we saw against Maryland in that second half, I just I don't know. Maryland gets up for the better teams. I mean, their wins are what Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Uh, they don't. That's the only three wins in conference. Yeah. I don't know. I, we'll see. I think uh, it'll be a tight game. I don't think Wisconsin wins. Oh, is that just because of the Big Ten, or is that Wisconsin has got some defensive you know struggles right now? Wisconsin got some defensive struggles, and they got some shooting issues from. Three. That was tough on Ohio State. That was tough. Tough scene. Oof. Tough scene. Tough scene. Oof. Tough scene. Tough scene. Oof. Tough scene. Oof. All right, Zach, always a fountain of knowledge, man. Thanks for uh, helping us put our minds at ease a little bit for Aaron Rodgers and then make us worry a little more in Wisconsin Badger basketball. But uh, we'll check back in with you after the game. So uh, how about Thursday, my man? Can't wait. Can't wait. Zach, appreciate your time, man. Later. There he is, Zach Halpern, our sports director. So a lot of talk, obviously, over the future of Aaron Rodgers. Now, I think it's one of those things where you're after the game, emotions are running high, you work so hard all year, you're the MVP and then you fall short of, once again, the Super Bowl, and Rodgers works so hard on that legacy. I think it, uh, a lot of emotions on the podium when he's talking about you know, taking some time away, you know, needing to <clears throat> excuse me, clear his head, and you know, all, his, all his cryptic comments. I think that's probably what it is, right, Rouds? Uh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, all of this could be put to bed if Aaron Rodgers came out and just said, you know what, I was feeling – a little gutted, as he said. Mm-hmm. I was feeling a little down. It was right after a big game, and I'm coming back, right? Because yeah. normally doesn't he do his TV hits today and his radio hits today? I don't know. I think I think it's Tuesdays. Could be. But, I mean, he could go on there right now since it's been a couple days and say that, and that puts all these rumors to bed, right? Mm-hmm. He knows that. He knows that. He could also come out and say, yeah, I'm retired. And put all the rumors to bed. Or he could come out and say nothing, and then people are going to continue to talk about it I am, all winter until something else comes out. You know, um, personally, I hope he doesn't say a word. I love the conversation about it. I hope he doesn't say a single word. And you know what? I think a lot of these athletes love being in the limelight, love being talked about like that, because they could easily have a tweet, have uh, – an Instagram post, go to the podium. They could easily, easily 
put any of this to bed. It's 2021. You could get your message out without even like breathing. Like it, you could just you could just go type a couple things and boom, millions of people can see your crap. It's very easy to do, don't you think? Like I feel like a part of them, not Rogers specifically, but athletes in general, love the fact that they can be cryptic, don't you think? I think they like people squirming a little bit. So Rogers, I don't, I don't think he's going to say anything. Here's the thing, though, he doesn't have to say anything. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have to. I kind of like it. And if he does come out and say, you know what, I actually, I, I don't know what the future holds. I, I, kind of the same thing he said at the podium. Yeah. I need to take some time off. All Packer fans just Lose start thinking mind. about Brett Favre. Well, I'm glad you bring up the name Brett Favre, Rowdy, because the Hall of Famer, the Iron Man himself, forever in blue jeans, not Neil Nyman, Brett Favre was talking with um, Sirius XM NFL Radio, and Favre had a lot to say about Aaron Rodgers and those clips and comments Rodgers had to the media when it seemed like he was just done with football. If anyone knows anything about retiring, then unretiring, then retiring, then unretiring, and flip-flopping back and forth, it's Brett Favre. It's number four. Here is the gunslinger. I wouldn't pay much attention to it. I think frustration, disappointment, hurt, pain, all... We're in that uh, that sound bite. L- look, there, there's no way the Packers would do anything to jeopardize losing Aaron. The, you, you know, and, unless Aaron just chooses to retire, which I I would be shocked. The guy's <laughs> playing better now than he's ever played, and without him, you certainly wouldn't have been even close to where you were yesterday. And and I think the same would it will go for next year and and this, really the the next few years if he chooses to play, I wouldn't b- pay much attention to what he said. Um, I've been there. It's it's so. I mean, it hurts. It's painful. The last thing you want to do is think about next year because you just had a major disappointment, and that's what you're hearing in that uh, soundbite. All right, so what do you think, Rowdy? That's Brett I'm Favre right breaking it down. I'm right there with Brett Favre. Brett... I mean, we all lived it with Brett Favre. Every single I Packer cried fan. Too many times for Brett Favre. Every single Packer fan lived it with Brett Favre. Yep. And if anyone's going to know best about that situation, obviously the one you would want to hear from would be Aaron Rodgers. But I guess the closest you can get is a guy who played forever for the Packers, wore the green and gold, was that quarterback that everyone gravel, you know, gravitated towards and groveled at his feet. It would be Brett Favre. But what was the one thing that Aaron Rodgers didn't want to be or do? Brett Favre. It was be exactly like Brett Favre. Correct. Correct mundo. What did Brett Favre do? Oh, I don't know. We lived it. We've talked about it. He was the one that went back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm retired. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm back. Actually, I'm retired again. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm back. So you would think if Aaron Rodgers truly didn't want to be and didn't want to kind of have that same, I guess, falling out as Brett Favre did with Packer fans and and the Packers organization towards the end of his Packer career, he would come out and say, no, I'm coming back or no, I'm retired. Instead, he says, my my future is a beautiful mystery and I need some time away to think about stuff. Yeah, like you talk about how even Aaron Rodgers has talked about learning from things that Brett Favre did, whether they were good or bad. Yep. Like he still don't he, wear Crocs in a picture. He still made don't throw, go half cocked. Yeah, he still made don't throw throws, that interception. He still made throws like off balance with weird arm angles, kind of like Brett Favre, where you know you probably wouldn't want to teach that to a young quarterback. <laughs> but then at the same time, 
he learned that maybe forcing it downfield all the time was smart to just throw it away. Yeah. And he threw it away a lot. We've commented about that in the past yep. years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yep. mean, he's yep. taken a lot of things that Brett Favre did that was good or bad and either has applied them and or not applied them. So instead of uh, wishy-washy and retiring or not, what if Rodgers comes out and says, I want to be traded? At least we know where he stands. That would be hoofta. I would rather. I would rather. I'd rather have do that than just dick us around out, forever. Yeah, come out and say, "I'm. I can't Can I do that? this in Green Bay anymore." Uh, you know what? I just did. Lafleur says that I'm his guy, but when the time came, he didn't want to put the ball in my hands. They don't want to give me any receivers. You know, the offensive line has a bunch of injuries, and who knows who's coming back? I don't know if Bakhtiari will be ready. Lindsley might not be there. Yep. A lot of other guys that I've gotten pretty close with over the They're years, gone. they might not be there. Well, I mean, that's his whole career, though. This is the nature of the beast. I saw Tom Brady go to a more talented team in Tampa Bay who had receivers, and whoever, had defense. Did you ever think that Tom Brady would not play for the New England Patriots? No. Yeah. But same, same. thing with Brett Favre. Yeah. I never thought Brett Favre. I thought Brett Favre would die in the, on Lambeau Field, like out there with an oxygen tank in a wheelchair. So, yes, I... I would rather him say I'd I'd want to be traded than going back and forth and back and forth and then we have to have this segment so, like every other week because because oh, you know going to happen. He has a cryptic comment or tweet or like or you know what's going to happen. Interview dude. hit. All right, we'll keep talking about it. I uh, very interesting, very interesting conversation. You, know, you got Brett Favre throwing his hat in the ring. Aaron Rodgers definitely does not want to be like Brett Favre at a lot of things. I mean, he's made that very clear. So what if Aaron Rodgers says Brett Favre was too wishy-washy? I'm going to be completely blunt and honest. I want out. If Aaron Rodgers says that he's retired, Packers still really don't have a lot of confidence in Jordan Love because he really didn't even dress this year. It's time to Tim Boyle, Rowdy. Maybe it's time to dig back at Brett Favre and say, reunion? I'd be for it. (laughs) Corey Lindsley making some comments about his future with the green and gold. Uh, Corey Lindsley saying to the media... You know, I haven't heard anything from the Green Bay Packers. My agent hasn't heard anything from the Green Bay Packers. He's the all-pro center, right? One of several key free agents that could hit the open market uh, in early March if they don't come to any agreements. Now, Lindsley did have a successful season. He was out a little bit with an injury, but he came back uh, a little quicker than we all thought. Did very well. I know not much of the line did that well against, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Lindsley out there talking about how uh, – I haven't heard anything from the Green Bay Packers. Here's uh, Lindsley about his agent and the team. Yeah, my agent hasn't had any talks with the Packers. That's obviously not to say that, you know, something couldn't happen. Um, but uh, up to this point, you know, it's it's kind of been complimentary, but nothing of substance. Personally, I had a good year. You know, we obviously didn't get the goal that we wanted to. But, you know, I felt like I put out some good film, and hopefully a team values that. And, you know, we'll move into free agency and with that in mind. All right, one more from Lindsley about um, it's labeled here how he's feeling knowing he may have played his last game as a Packer. It's a lot of emotions going on is what it is. I feel like put out some good film and, you know, did the best that I could this year. And hopefully, you know, if the Packers don't resign me, then hopefully another team will. I mean, I, there's not much to uh, put behind it right now just because, you know, with the game and everything. I mean, it's off season and stuff. So a lot of it's out of my control. I did what I could. This year, that's kind of it. So sounds like a guy who's thinking he's not going to be a Packer anymore. I mean, you never know what's happening, but Rowdy. A lot of guys on this roster are kind of saying the same thing, right? Corey Lindsley, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, Kevin King. See ya, dude. 
Uh, I think we Even all can Aaron say. Aaron Rodgers is on that list. Yeah, Rodgers says his future is he doesn't know. But when it comes to free agents, like those are the those are the big four. You know, I'm not too I'm not too worried about the fact that Corey Lindsley and his agent hasn't talked to the Packers. I mean, the season has just gotten over. Right. And a lot of times, even the players themselves say, I don't want to have to worry about contract stuff in season. Now, they did get Bakhtiari done. They did, or I guess they were talking to Aaron Jones, and then they signed Kenny Clark uh, uh, yeah. during like, like, a season. Er, like early on. What was that? It was like very. It was like week th- two or three. Yeah. Or so I mean, they've gotten some of the deals done, but I mean, it makes sense, right? You don't want to necessarily necessarily spend all your money that you're going to have for free agency before you see any of the other free agents. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, well, signing, we know Kevin King's gone. Yeah, signing Lindsley or Aaron Jones, you probably won't have too much money left. Okay, over. Aaron Jones, if you remember correctly, Aaron Jones switched agents. He went from whoever he had before to Drew Rosenhaus. Drew Rosenhaus gets money, right? Then the report came out, was that last week or two weeks ago? I think it was last week. Time has no meaning anymore. That it come to find out that Aaron Jones and his agent declined the Packers' offer because the guaranteed money wasn't there. That's why then he then fired his agent and went with Drew Rosenhaus. So the money they're already trying to work on, Jones says no, not enough guaranteed. I mean, he wants to be paid like the highest running back. Well, who would you rather? Who would you rather pay more guaranteed money? Corey Lindsley, who turns thirty, or Aaron Jones, who's what twenty six, going on twenty seven? Who's a running back? Who's a running back and wants big time guaranteed money? I'd rather do Corey Lindsley. Me too, because you know, as a starting offensive lineman, once you've been there, once you've been a Pro Bowler, and you're you're cemented in that position, you can be there for a decently long time. It's not a yeah. running back that. Oop, he just hit 30. You can almost guarantee his career is probably over. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so I think we all can agree that Kevin King like, I think Kevin Corey, King played himself out of anything, right? Yes. Like, that game was too egregious to even uh, – they don't even think you should let him back in the building. To I mean, his I, locker I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say he completely played his way out of Green Bay, but if he's looking for more than a few million dollars, I think he played his yeah. – and you know he's looking for more than that. Yeah. All right, we're going to keep talking about here up against the break. I'm going to talk Aaron Jones. I'll talk Corey Lindsley. You know, these free Jamal Williams, Kevin King, we can give the old see ya. But before that, let's go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Ebo, it's Kevin. What's up, brother? Kevin, my man. What's happening, broski? What's Gavin, up, okay, real quick. I haven't recovered yet. I'm still talk I'm still going through the emotions of the Packers loss, right? This is well, I put the uh the poll out there, which one has hurt you the most of the four that Rodgers has lost, and I, I knew it would be the Seahawks game that's leading in a huge way. Second place was what happened on Sunday. Really yep. nothing going for you know, the San Francisco or the Atlanta Falcons game. But Gavin. Is it the Seahawks one is the worst, or was it or was it Sunday? Uh, I picked Seattle in that poll, Evo, just because of the nature of it. Yeah. Um, this one on Sunday hurts the most because I think the Packers the first time were, I think they were, that was the first time they were favored, wasn't it? At home, Rogers MVP. Right. You know, we've been waiting 13 years for this moment, and then. Man. Yep, and, and the window being more closed on Rodgers makes it hurt worse as well. And then you have all the um, cryptic sayings of him, his 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 future is a beautiful mystery, he needs time away, he doesn't know what he's going to do, Is uncertain, it's very scary. Yeah, all that makes the loss on Sunday just so painful, but I think the Seattle game, maybe some people have forgotten a little bit about it, I have not, Ebo, it still haunts <laughs> me every day. Same. And the nature that they lost that game will, will just never leave me. It, it was just... Absolutely. It's like brutal. that recurring nightmare, you know? 
Yeah, and then when Brandon Bostic decides to go on social media, that doesn't help either. Well, it, was, it was good that TJ Lang bodied him up, so that was funny. Yeah, hey, I'll make this real quick. No, hey, every time I want, brother, go. Uh, apparently, because I hate myself, I rewatched the Tampa game last night. I got a few more takes on that. I'll hit you up later this week. But as far <laughs> as Lindsley goes, Evo. Real quick, real quick. Yeah, we've seen that pattern with interior offensive well, linemen Gavin, on that Gavin, third Gavin, contract. Gavin, yeah. hang on. Real, real quick, a question for you. Yeah. Rewatching it again, did, was it harder or easier? It was easier. It was easier just because you, the pain's already there, Ebo. <laughs> the pain's already there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, yeah, I'm already in a dark spot going in. The hope, There's no hope in the beginning. Kevin, so you're falling down easier. a deep, dark crack, and I don't know if I can save you, man. <laughs> so so that makes it a little easier, Ebo. I'll get a few takes on that later this All right, week. Yeah, do your Corey um, Lindsay. Go off and Corey yeah, Lindsay. Yeah, but, but Lindsay, interior offensive lineman for the Packers on that third contract, we've seen it. And and with players that are still really, really good, right? Like Sitton, Lang, Packers let those guys go. They just don't pay them. And I don't think they're going to do it again. Um, and as far as the other guys, I, it, I don't know if you guys have seen the cap situation for the Packers, but, yeah, Kevin King's gone. Aaron Jones, after he declined that contract, is gone. And, guys, one thing to think about, uh, Jair Alexander and Devontae Adams are both coming up. I'm oh, not God, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Nelly can check when those two are due. Look at the research, research department. I think Devontae's after next season. Yeah. So it, I, I think it's a good idea to try to extend him this offseason and maybe lower that cap hit a little bit for Rodgers for the next year or two. Um, but Jair is going to be just an absolutely huge contract, and you can't let him go. I think he's the best Gavin, corner in football. I saw this uh, stat. Maybe did you send it to me or did Rowdy? Someone sent this to me. I forget who. Sorry if it was you. Cornerback, cornerbacks, NFL quarterback rating when targeted Sunday at Lambeau. Jair's rating or Tom Brady's rating when targeting Jair, 3.3. Shandon Sullivan, 71.7. Kevin King was 140.5. Oh, my God. Perfect is what, 158 point something? Point three. Yeah. Yeah, and Jair did that all year. I don't think he gave up what over like forty yards or something to a yeah. receiver. Kevin all year. King was almost a perfect quarterback rating when Tom Brady was targeting his side of the field. Yeah, we can or say him. We can say whatever we want against Brady, and Brady was just awful in that second half. And evil, God, it was so painful yesterday listening to the talking heads about how oh, Brady's just a winner. He finds a way to win, which he does. He does. Which I, sure, but I I think it was more but the defense in that yeah. second half stepping up. But that said. Um, as bad as some of his throws were yesterday, he knew exactly who to target. He's a damn smart quarterback, and that's yes. why he was going after Sullivan and King all day long. Rowdy, I mean, yeah, Gavin, so Devontae Adams is in the last year of his contract next season, and Jair Alexander is technically in the last season of his his contract this upcoming year, but he does have that fifth-year option because he was a first-round pick. So he yeah. he could technically be under contract through 2022. Okay, and I'm not sure how close you want to you want to get that. Although I I don't see how he could play any better than he did this year. But <laughs> right. both of those guys are both coming up, guys. I think all these guys are gone, and I think you can include Preston Smith in that too. Because yeah, 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 for sure. Listen, watching that guy this year, Ebo, that's Nick Perry without the club, man. Yeah, no doubt. He was just brutal this year. I'll see you guys. Yeah, talk to you guys later. Have a good one. <laughs> see you, Kevin. Yep. Yeah, Preston Smith definitely not worth sixteen million dollars next year, dude. I so I thought I thought about. Thought about rewatching the game yesterday. I could not bring myself to do it. Gavin, though, a glutton for punishment, did it. Rowdy, do you ever you're gonna go back and watch it at all, or you just be like, nope, didn't need to. I watched it the first time. <laughs> I debated. I was like, can I put myself through this again? Nope, the hurt was too real. The cuts were too deep. Who's on this line? Who's this? 
You got Sasquatch Mike. Oh, Sasquatch. Now, Sasquatch, very heated yesterday about Matt LaFleur and his lack of cojones. How are you feeling today on a Tuesday? I'm, I'm calmed down. Uh, <laughs> but I think, you, you know, let me ask you guys, and, and please do leave me on for a minute sure. so I can the rebuttal. Yeah. I, uh, I have to ask you guys this. Um, I want your opinion on something. I, I, most people that I've talked to, other Packer fans, are PO'd about that not going for it. On, on, there, there's, there was no rhyme and reason that you would play something so conservative. You know, you're going to give the ball back to Brady. You're going to punt uh, or kick off after you kick this meaningless field goal. Mm-hmm. And you're going to give them possibility of good. Now, granted, they started on their own 19, but they did drive down the field. And there was that questionable call, which could have gone either way. That I, Look, it was definitely a hold. There's no doubt about it. But, but they were calling either way all game in the most crucial time that refs make the call. That's why I say, guys, I hate to say this, and I say it quietly. To me, this is where the league is fixed in a lot of ways. I think they wanted to have Brady in there. You know, Brady is a Cinderella story. He comes to this team. He brings them to the Super Bowl. First team uh, to ever first team to ever be in their home stadium for the Super Bowl? Home stadium. And I'm sorry, you guys, I'm sorry. You know, I've been deemed a conspiracy theorist by my family for almost 30 years. I was in the Air Force for 18 years. I... You know, I know a lot of stuff, and, sh- and stuff I've told people, I tell people 9-11 was an inside job. Nobody believes me. Go dig down the rabbit holes, and you'll go, well, none of this makes any sense. Listen, this is reality. We're living in the, the most weirdest times, and that's because everything that I've been telling everybody for 30 years is coming to pass. But let's forget about that for a minute. Let's talk about the Packers. I, I, think, I think Rogers has let everybody know that he's disgusted with the organization I said this back when the draft. You guys know I said this, and you guys said it too. How you couldn't give that man more weapons. Look, look, just to do what he did this year with what he had is amazing. Mm-hmm. And didn't give him – they could have went on the draft. They could have got another offensive lineman. They could have got another tight end for sure they needed, and they definitely needed a number, another number one or number two wide receiver to complement. Yeah. And, Yep. So, so my, my thing is, and I said, this could come back and haunt them in the playoffs. Now, granted, they had one playoff victory. They beat a team that had no offense. They had an, a, a very injured Aaron Donald. And, again, I'm not – you guys, listen. I've been I'm not listening. I'm hearing you, baby. I hear you, baby. I said they, got, they had a pretty easy schedule. They played the 49ers, who had 17 players out on IR because of COVID. They got a lot of good breaks. And I'm not say, taking anything away from this team. But Rodgers was phenomenal. And in the one time you have the most prominent man to ever put the football helmet on, you've got a chance to win. And even if they don't get that touchdown, you still have over two minutes and your two-minute warning, uh, and, and you've got, you've got your, all your three-year timeouts. They're gonna, Tampa's going to start on their own eight-yard line. If you stop them, they're going to be punching Mike. deep their own zone. Mike, I'm mean, to your point. Uh, I just saw this. A listener tweeted in because I heard your phone call. Gavin says, to Mike's point about uh, getting a weapon, Devontae Adams had two drops on 170 targets in 2020. All other Packer wide receivers had 16 drops on 167 targets. Yeah, there you go. And and then, listen, Scantlin had a really good game, okay? But but still, you could get uh, – who, who's the guy uh, – is it on the 49ers they drafted that speedy wide receiver that would have been sitting there for the Packers, but instead they take Jordan Love? I mean, so this is my point, you guys. I'm sorry, I'm taking up all the time. 
This is all I want to talk say. it out, baby. Talk it out. It's therapy today. Rodgers was already pissed with what happened in the draft. Don't tell me he wasn't. You know the guy was PO'd. He wanted, look, this is a win-now league. You've got the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, and you seriously are, are going to draft a successor when this guy still in his prime? Crazy, The guy's going to win now. You fixed the defense somewhat. Mike. You know, and, and it, it made no sense. So he was already mad about that. And then you got this inexperienced coach. Yep. I've already said this, guys. We don't know what we have in Matt LaFleur, but I'll tell you what I know we have now. We had a coach that made one of the worst decisions that's going to haunt this team for years to come and possibly have ruined his relationship with the quarterback. That's crazy. Mike, you did say you were in a better place today after the end of this phone call. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'll toss it hold, though, okay, Mike? Get it off your chest. If you, does, are you feeling better? Do you think, that? Do you think that the Rodgers... LaFleur relationship is tarnished. I want your opinion okay, Mike, on that. Okay, I'll toss in a hole. I'll give you the opinion, okay? Yep, thanks. All right. Do I think that this will tarnish their relationship? What have we seen year in, year out with Rodgers in big games? Was Mike McCarthy having not the ability to trust Aaron Rodgers and give him the ball to win the game? Instead, what did we see? A bad defense give it up with Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines. How many years, Rowdy, have we seen Rodgers either getting blown out because the defense is terrible or Rodgers on the sideline watching his team fail him? I don't know if the relationship is completely... Well, how many times have we seen that happen with Rodgers? A lot. Now, and I agree with you. I know what you're trying to say. I don't think the relationship is tarnished, but I think there is another thing... It took thing a of, hit. It took a hit, exactly. Is Aaron Rodgers is sitting there. there. Matt LaFleur let him call the play on third down. Rodgers, do you think he would have ran it? If there wasn't a miscommunication, I know there was a linebacker there waiting to get him. But do you think Rodgers would have tried a little harder, got closer to that end zone? Then Matt LaFleur took the play calling back on fourth down and said, I'm kicking the field goal. What are you going to trust? The 26th rated, I'm sorry, the 25th rated special teams and a defense that's getting gashed by Tom Brady, who is considered the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time? To have a defense stop him? Or are you going to trust it in your guy who's MVP, Aaron Rodgers? Well, I mean, even well, the floor chose not Rodgers. Look at look at Aaron Rodgers' relationship with his head coach earlier in his career. He believed in McCarthy, you know, got along with McCarthy. Mm-hmm. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he stayed the course, and they had the miserable loss to the Seattle Seahawks. And then there was a lot of losses to like the 49ers that were backbreakers in there. Then you had obviously the Atlanta game. Okay, but that but that relationship. Eroded over time. It wasn't just one. No, it wasn't one just one thing. It was over time where it was like snap. But nothing. what happened? But now he's now he's been nice. in that, and now he's so frustrated because if you know you come into 2019 with a new coach. Yep. And you know there was obviously a lot of media that was saying back and forth about how are they going to get along? Yep. Is Aaron Rodgers going to go along with Lafleur's system and scheme? Yep. You know, blah blah blah. It seemed like they did that, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't perfect, but it was better than what we had seen the last couple of years with McCarthy. Yes. And did it tarnish it though? No. But did it take a blow? I well, yeah. I, I would just be concerned where Aaron Rodgers allowed for LaFleur to come in. He worked with them. They ironed out the kinks, right? In 2020, and it seemed like that offense was you know, yep. it was efficient, it was flowing at a high level, and now all of a sudden at the very end he doesn't have the faith to give it to, get to you to at the very end. I feel like for Rodgers coming in for 2021, I could see uh, 
basically him being like, all right, LaFleur, I gave you a chance and you didn't give it to me. Now we're going to do it my yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs>